Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my beautiful little angel delights. Welcome to episode four of Chatting with Shirley the Cop Past. I'm in my studio in Canvey. We've got the delicious oriental smells of the golden sun wafting down from above us. I might order myself a set one after I finish this because I deserve a treat. Nothing says well done, girl, like a pork ball and a big stem of brock in some oyster sauce. Milky's behind me, making me sound like an icon. What's that in your mouth? Is that a vape? You ain't doing that in here. Why is there no smoke coming out of it? Give it here. That ain't a vapey pillock, it's a pregnancy test. What have I told you about fanning about in Poundland, you Wally? That... Honestly, Milky, what are you bleeding like? Oh, there you go. As you can hear, today's song is Rhythm Alive from the album The Greatest Hits, Volume 1. Later on in the show, after I've interviewed my delectable guest, you can hear me tell you a story or two about this song, why I wrote it, and then you can download and stem it in all its glory. Lucky bleeding buckers. Now, if I had to give an example of someone who's living in the rhythm of life, then it'd have to be today's guest. She's a South London girl, one of the UK's biggest talents, but we lost her to the big steak-eating monolith that is the USA. She's living her best life to the bleeding max. Welcome to the Cobb Pass, the beautiful London Hughes. Oh my God, that is the best intro ever. I loved it. I lo- What's a Cobb Pass, baby? What's a Cobb Pass? Sounds like a sex toy. Oh my God, <laughs> it probably is. Hey, Milky! Why have you got that book covering? Why have you got that book in your lap, Milky? Can you relax, <laughs> please, back there? Bloody hell, the testosterone in it is killing me. Tell Milky to call me because it's been a while. And he ain't returning my text. I know. And he you... needs to pay child support. He really does. <laughs> he really, really does. Anyone what's listening, I'm in the UK and London <laughs> is in America. So we're talking, it's six o'clock here. What time is it there? 10 a.m. Oh, my God, you got up early for me, gorgeous I girl. really did. I literally rolled out of bed, rolled into this dress and rolled here. So you're so lucky. Where are you? I was uh, right now, what area? I'm in Los Angeles. No, um, but like where, where are you actually at? It looks like the Big Brother house. Oh, I'm literally in my den. Um, oh, yeah, she's got a call, den. They call did it you a hear den. That? Did you <laughs> hear that? She's got a den. Of course she's got a bloody den. What's in the den? Just... Just pillows and um, monkey things. and Oh, God, it's a nice sculpture. It's, it's Planet of the Apes themed. <laughs> hey. What, the room is? Well, the den is, yeah. Like the Rainforest yeah. Cafe? Literally. So it's that kind of, <laughs> it's that kind of energy. But, yes, I'm Wait, here in the den right now. And it looks just... expensive. Thank you. I try. Mind you, I- I've been seeing your bleeding Instagram post constantly and i'll tell you what you're living the bleeding life of riley out there it's hey, disgusting thank you if it's i see disgusting. you drinking if i see you drinking another bleeding cocktail with 15 <laughs> garnish 15 garnishes on it i'll bloody come out and join you i'll no, tell you, you that for nothing to. oh you well i would I, I do it in a heartbeat 
I can't go back to America, though. I'll shame myself there. You were, you, Are I'll, you banned? I'll, I thought you were banned from America. Oh, well, I am banned from America, <laughs> yeah, but that's a different story. But I've put a good word in. You know, me and Trump go go way back. I've got some dirt on Trump. Really? He came down my club, The Flick. I saw him swallow a whole melon, a whole melon. He didn't even blink. He went down. <laughs> it went down like an anaconda. You're an idiot. It's true. But I've got some dirt on him. What did you do last night then? You was out with your girlies last night. Did you know him before? Do you know what? The people that are my friends, they are actually the help. I say that because I employ them. So, like, I'm best friends with my business manager and my manager and my accountant. Like, they're all just fun people. So we actually hang out and, like, get drunk. And then they can take the bill because they, yeah. You want to you watch expensive. it out there, though. With all those people, but <laughs> well, seriously though, buying you stuff all the time, treating you to the, I mean, I'd get hey, carried away, I would. It happens. You know you, what? I'm like type of person, if you work with me, I don't even say for me, if you work with me, you're basically family. So yeah, I have, I have a close relationship, but some of them are just my friends that I met out here. And some of them are like actual people that are on my te- team London. It's about 20 of them and they're all great people. God, oh, blimey, yeah. you sound like you're bleeding like Lady Gaga or something. Do you know I what want I mean? to be like Lady Gaga. So the what's dream the de- is to be Black Lady Gaga. That's like... You could that's... do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, one doesn't exist as far as I know. Yeah, or Comedy Beyonce. What's better, Black Lady Gaga or Comedy Beyonce? I think you could do them both quite easy. So you just I need reckon. to decide and get busy. And I feel like I need to. I'm going to decide. I'm going to make the decision can, today. I you. can see you walking down some Hollywood Boulevard for a big um, premiere with a load of pork loins hanging off you. Like <laughs> the car, a couple I can of see ba- it too. couple of streaky bacons. Oh, my God, yes. I you could do a gorgeous it. little dress like that. But what's everyone make it? it? What do they make of you in um, in LA? Are they... Oh, what's they the vibe? What's, what's it like? Do you go out? Do you talk? What's the vibe, you know? Well, obviously, we're in. in a global pandemic at the moment. Um, so, but the thing is, I moved to LA just before it, like a month before it. So I had a month of crazy fun. And in that month, February, I basically realized that I have the, um, I have American energy, but I just lived in England for too long. Yeah, so, a lot like, of people in, say that, yeah. Yeah, like, I just was there too long. So like in England, I'm just like happy, lively, in your face, bubbly. And British people are like, oh, no. She's crazy. I'm so scared of her. But then in LA, they're like, oh my God, yes, girl, you fabulous. So I kind of met like, it's where I'm supposed to be. It's where people are like, just like me. So I'm making a lot of friends very easily. Also, I'm British and everybody loves the British out here. Everybody. Oh, they do. Yeah, I can tell you that I had a few fans out there. No problems there. Yeah. But the thing is, your outlook has always been, you're very positive. You're very, Mm -hmm. you know, you you talk your mind, but you're always... You believe in yourself a lot, don't you? And the Americans love that. But here they freak out a bit in England, don't they? They freak. They hate all that stuff in the UK. Anything yeah. that's like lo- love yourself, live your best life. They're like, be miserable and eat coal. They don't understand that like you can like be a nice person, love yourself and live your best life and not be arrogant. And, and yeah, and still be a good person. So I feel like America kind of get that mainly because I do think Americans, Americans were born with pride. Like they just teach you, the baby comes out and it's like pride, pride, pride. Whereas in Britain, we're born with like self-deprecation, like in our veins, you know? So I don't know where that happened to me. I never got it. Do you think we've lost you to America? You must miss some British things, don't you? Please. I miss, do you know what I really, really miss? I miss 
co-op sea salt and Chardonnay wine vinegar crisps. Oh my God. Oh, they are the best crisps in the world. I can agree with that. My God. It's like Like, cracking a bag. Oh my The vinegar The vinegar sticks to your fingers like it's bleeding muck. Do you know what I mean? You find it under your nails weeks after. Oh God, yes. Oh stop. Do you know what? I'm gonna send you some. Will you really? Don't don't play with my emotions because I have tried to get it on eBay and you can't even get them on eBay, so don't you dare. Do you know what? There's been a shortage in here down to due to that lockdown. I couldn't get Seriously? them in the local co-op. I couldn't. I love a co-op, even though I can't oh. stand the woman in there because she's got these clogs on, the sound of her feet in them. It's disgusting. It's like someone, oh my God. It's, like, it's like someone punching a chicken fillet. Oh, God. Her walking around in them. <laughs> I can't bear it. But I, I face it. I, can't, I go in there because I love right. the salt and vinegar crisps. Oh, mate. I, that's the main thing. Not family. Co-op, sea salt and chardonnay wine, vinegar crisps. Like, that is like, there's no equivalent. There's not but even got- anything nowhere near. But you do love a flaming Cheeto. I've always seen you got always got your hand in a bag of flaming Cheetos. To be fair, put on weight, Charlie. I gained like ten pounds, so I can't eat them no more because it's just orange. Like it's like the the food color orange is just like I just (laughs) just a bag of orange. Yeah, it's just a bag of tangy dust, dust, tangy dust, and like I know it's not good for me. I know it's not, but it's just so good. America, I feel like half the food that they have out here would be illegal in the UK because of just the, the goodness in it. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? I mean, that's the, that's the old argument we're having at the minute with the, well, with the Americans because they're going to take us over, aren't they? That's what they're all saying with all these new yeah. rules and things. I don't like getting into politics, me, London. Let's not get into that. politics. Well, we can do it. We can do it. We're not afraid to do it. I don't think it, but... we're well equipped for doing it, Diane. Me and no. you together, I'm not sure how much we can solve no. in terms You're of right. the global crisis. Well, that's true, but we well we're loving caring people, so I think we could do a fair that's bit. True. I'm like, can we just not have Brexit? See, look, it's controversial, but I'm like, can we just? Are you lot still going forward with that? Like, what's UK saying? It's kicking off here. This just started to re. Now that now the pandemic's gone down, Brexit's gone up again. Seriously? Yeah. That was what an was opportunity that? to say we we're only joking. We don't need it. They're still well, doing it. What with that melted milky bar at the front leading our country? Oh, mate. You know, Bojo. there's not much we can do. Oh, Bojo. Bojo and the clowns. Has he revealed who his, who his kids are yet? How many kids he got? 15? 15. Apparently one of them is um, Prince Andrew. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> one of them is Prince Andrew and he just grew no. old really quickly because he was does so anybody, panicked. I mean, does anybody... Has is, is Prince Andrew got in trouble yet? Oh, I'm still waiting. Is, does anyone care that he's... I'm not even going to say it, but there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people due to be taken down. To be fair, it's coming. Right, but the way they took down Megan for eating avocados. I think what the country don't like about Megan, apart from what seems obvious and which we're yeah. probably all thinking, but she's yeah. a strong, independent woman. What knows what she wants, and that is what the UK don't like about her. Don't like that. You know, she's you know got what? too much fierce determination. That's how they felt about Alexandra Burke on Strictly. When Alexandra Burke was on Strictly, mm-hmm. she got so much. Like um like negative comments, but it's all like, oh, because she's a good dancer, she she's arrogant, and it's like, no, she's just a good dancer. Like, yeah, she's, I well, feel like, like they hate a strong woman who's confident. They do. Yeah, it's like what you say about yourself, isn't it? People mm-hmm. get scared by people who are confident. They think it's confrontational, yeah. but it ain't sometimes. It's, and it's really it, not. It's a, and it's I'm a, so cute. Like, aren't I oh, cute? Oh my Can you god! Believe I'm single. I can't believe it. 
But that ain't going to last long, to be Are fair. You sure? Not with those jubblies out and about, I'll tell you Whoa. that for nothing. You could sell advertising space on them. <laughs> Coronavirus is cop blocking my love life, though, you know? Like, but aren't you, on, aren't you on those apps? No, I went on Hinge for one day and deleted it because they were all beneath me. Why? Why am I doing all this for a substitute teacher? I don't want no substitute teacher. They're all beneath me. They were beneath me. I said, I'm so stupid. Why have I done this? <laughs> Literally. What if it's the love of your life, though? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. There must be a celebrity one, a special one, though, for celebrities, surely. There is. It's called Raya. But here's the thing. I'm not hot enough for the celebrity one. I'm on it. But the guy oh, come on off it. it. That's rubbish. Mate, I'm up against models with no personality. That's the thing. That's what they love out here. That's like the dream woman is a silent, skinny yoga instructor. That's the dream. Is it? And I'm like a gobby, curvy comedian. So I have to offer, that's the nightmare. It's really hard. You're going to find your match, I tell you that, because I found my gorgeous Ron, didn't I? My beautiful oh, Ron. So if I can no. find a man strong enough to look after me, you're going to yeah. find one that's... Do you know what? It's about ego, isn't it? Yeah, Because men sometimes they can't handle a woman with a gorgeous... Too much of their own ego. They like someone that concentrates on themselves. Because I like to put my dick on the table. Like, I'm very much like, hey, guess what? I make my own money. I probably make more than you. And they're like, ouch! I don't like that. And so I need to learn to be more like, ooh, I'm just a delicate flower. What if someone does like it? That's the problem with masculinity. I touched on it... I spoke to, do you know Raven Smith? I had him on the show last week. But we spoke a little bit about masculinity and stuff like that. And it's ever so interesting when you look at men and the way they act. And I tell you, that's got a lot to do with it. You know, we got yeah. to change. They call it shifting the paradigm. Oh, yes, with the big word. Paradigm. Yeah. Shifting the paradigm. Shifting the paradigm. I that's might have a said song? it. No, I might have said it wrong. Oh, In God. fact, I'm sure I've said it wrong, but it don't matter. Is it paradigm? Is it a paradigm shift? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, London. but what yeah, we're paradigm. Gonna do is we're going to remix it and say we're shifting the paradigm. Shifting the paradigm with Chorley. Shifting the paradigm with Chorley. My new there podcast about politics. <laughs> I have to say, and I'll tell you what, people who are listening on the on the podcast, if... <laughs> There's one show I ever saw that was one of the better, and I mean this in all honesty, I ain't just blowing smoke. Your stand-up show is one of the best stand-up shows I've ever seen. Me and Mil we went, didn't we, Milky? We was creased over. It was like being in the 1980s, being in the comedy clubs back then, when they came out and they tore it to pieces. None of this special business about, you know, oh, I'm funny, but I'm also an antelope. None of that, Milky. <laughs> you came out. <laughs> joke after joke after joke. Oh, the personality was oozing off the stage, painting the walls. No one in there knew where to look because you were smashing the hell out of it. We couldn't oh. believe ourselves. No, it needs to be said. And we've lost you now to the USA. I can't bleed and stand it. <laughs> I need you up there next to me. Not carved into oh. Mount Rushmore. I need oh, you next mate. to me. Mate, I might come back. Look, the funny thing is when you leave, that's when they want you back. So yeah, I've had a lot of opportunities. Do. Um, well, whether they can afford me is a different story, but I've uh -oh. had the opportunity. <laughs> oh, she's got sass. Oh, whether they can afford me now. You should have had me when my stocks were low. And now you're trying to buy when everybody's buying. <laughs> but didn't you almost have it? You had a show, didn't you, with Whoopi Goldberg or something? Yeah. What happened so, to that? Um, so two years ago, I got the opportunity to have my own TV show. And the company asked me who I'd want the show to be with. And I just said, 
Whoopi Goldberg, like you would say, like Frank Sinatra, do you know what I mean? Just, well, he's dead. So he's someone dead, alive, yeah. that's a, a jazz singer who's amazing. So I was yeah. like, Whoopi Goldberg. And then they were like, that's doable. Then they got in touch with Whoopi. Whoopi said yes. And we had this show and we did, Whoopi was in the, um, the taster well, you did it. You it. actually made it. We made a little like 10 minute taster with Whoopi in it. And I shit you not, no TV channel in Britain, which by then I hadn't been to America, I wasn't doing my thing. I, but in the UK, no TV channel wanted it. And it was a travel show. And it annoyed me because no shade, because I still love him. But Russell Howard and his mum has been on its fifth series going everywhere. You've got Ramesh Ranganathan and his mum. You've got yeah, Bradley Walsh. Um, Bradley, Bradley Walsh, Walsh and his, and his ne- son. son. And yeah. then I was like, who's next? Rob Bryden and his nephew going to get a show before me and Whoopi? And it was just ridiculous. All these men have these travel shows with their friends, with their mums, with their dads. But like me and Whoopi can't get made. But Jack Whitehall and his dad can go everywhere. Like for and me, it just felt like, what have I got to do? Did you get along, you and Whoopi? Well, the thing is, the show, so she's in the taster, but we haven't met because the premise of the show is I was looking for her. So they didn't want us to meet until I saw her on camera for the first time because she's such a, she is everything I've ever wanted to be. Oh, she's and, an icon. Um, yeah, adorable. She's a complete icon, complete inspiration. And like when I meet her for the first time, I will cry. And they purposely did not want us together so that when we meet, it's just pure and real on camera. Obviously, yeah, we thought the show was going to get made. So, but the show hasn't been made. And that was the reason, one of the reasons why I went to America because I said to myself, wow, if you can't even get a show with Whoopi Goldberg off the ground, oh yeah, then what are you doing? What are you doing in this? Like, if I could say to 11-year-old me, like, London, like, you see that woman in Sister Act? There'll be a time when she wants to work with you on a TV show. And then, <laughs> like, even that, saying that out loud, like, is crazy because 11-year-old me would not believe it in a million years and then have to have to say, but that show will not get made because systemic racism means that black women TV shows don't get made or nobody wants them. So it's not going to happen. So yeah, I kind of was like, I've got to leave. I've got to go to America. So when America was like, come over here. And you I think, think in a, and in America, they're better? Do you think at that Do you know kind what of it thing? is? There's more opportunity full stop because it's, it's a bigger country, but also there's more black people here. So black, like even if I just had black people as an audience, just solely them, I could still be a millionaire. Do you know what yeah. I mean? More than a millionaire. There's comedians that have only performed to black people on what they call the black circuit or the chitlin circuit, and they're millionaires. So for what they me, call it like the what circuit? The chitlin. Apparently, there's a food in America oh. called chitlin, but apparently, like it's the, from the south. It's a southern food, and I guess they call it the chitlin circuit because it's mainly to stuff. Who knows? But basically, right. well, it's interesting. There's, there's a bigger audience, but also talent talks here. You, they, people don't want to miss out on the next big thing. So if you're talented, don't matter if you're black, white, or whatever, you will get more opportunities than the UK. I can't speak for any other countries. I can just speak for compared to the UK. If you're talented, you will go far. So for me, it was just a no-brainer. And then the show you're talking about, To Catch a Dick, I can reveal that it's got a Netflix special. So Oh my god, is that an exclusive? <laughs> I'll tell everyone about that. It's an exclusive. I haven't even officially announced it. No one knows. It's gonna be an announcement, but you're my I'm friend, gonna tell so everyone tell to watch it. Honestly, oh my god, I can't wait. We'll have a night in Milky. 
I'll let yeah. you have a curry. You can have a korma so though, nothing more. You can have a korma milky, but it's and also it's a Zek produced. Sorry, my phone's gone off. It's a Zek produced by Kevin Hart. So Kevin Hart is a Zek producing oh my the Netflix God. special of To Catch a Dick, <sighs> the show that Diane Chorley said was the best stand up show she's ever seen. You can use that on the poster. I yes, don't mind. I want to. I want to. But in Edinburgh, <laughs> oh my God. It was a year ago and it was just the craziest year of my life. And then to be the first black woman in British history to be nominated for an Edinburgh Comedy Award. Oh, I know. It's... Like, it was just so, like, yeah, August was, like, August 2019. 2019 in general was the best year of my life. So now that 2020 has gone to balls, I can't be that mad because my 2019 was pretty cool. But yeah, the special hasn't even come out. The special won't be out until... Is it recorded? No, we were supposed to record it in March, but COVID hit. Which oh. means I know. Oh, so we're I hate gonna that. we're still recording it this year. We're trying to find ways to do it that's, you know, COVID friendly and they're more advanced in America. Like things are starting to film again. You can do a little COVID test where they prick your finger and it's 15 minutes. You can do a COVID test where they Ooh, just wipe your nose and you find out mm. in a day. So we're gonna find ways of doing it and then it will come out in hope Netflix wants it to come out around December, around oh. Thanksgiving, Christmas time. So Oh, I'm so excited. So, that yeah, is the best news I've ever bleed nerd. Fingers crossed. That's made me day. Fingers crossed we can do it. Thank you. But oh, yeah, you can do it. Of course you can do it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> oh my God, I adore it. Now, the thing is with Edinburgh is that you'd been a couple of times before, hadn't you? The first time I went in 2017, I had a show called London Hughes Superstar Brackets. It's just nobody's realised it, close brackets. And the show was all about me trying to make it in America and be a black female Whoopi Goldberg. Can you imagine? What's that thing you do when you present something? You make Manifest. it up, you visualise it. Manifest. I wrote that show in 2017. I'd never been to America. I'd never met Whoopi Goldberg. And the show ended. So basically it told the story of my career or a young black girl who wants to be famous in comedy's career, but it's based on my life. But it told it through television. So I used TV to get my point across. So there was like a supermarket sweep bit where I had a trolley on stage and all the props were in the audience and the audience had to throw in things that would help my career. So into the trolley. I had a who wants to be a millionaire bit where I had um, a voiceover of Chris Tarrant. And it, instead of who wants to be a millionaire, it was, can London Hughes talk to boys now? And it was Chris Tarrant asking me, what do you do when you approach a man and he's single, but he doesn't seem interested? Do you A? And then the audience had to help me with that. So basically I used TV to tell the story of my career and it ended with a cliffhanger 
with a voiceover going, will London Hughes be big in America? Will she get an American agent? Will she ever meet Whoopi Goldberg? Find out in the future. And it all happened. Trust me. So spooky. So spooky. And that was only 2017. That wasn't that long ago. But it got three stars at best. Three stars. Three stars at best. I have a great Edinburgh story. I have a great, like, Edinburgh event story. So when I, in 2017, I mean, I don't know if people know the politics of Edinburgh. They feel like we just go up there and it's all free. And there's, like... We just perform in these tiny spaces. It's like, no, it's a lot of prep and planning and money. And basically in 2017, when I was doing London Hughes Superstar, it's just nobody's realized it. I emailed the Pleasance. So the Pleasance is like the best, one of the best places, venues to have your show in Edinburgh. And it like, gets a lot of foot traffic. It's prime time, I would say. And I wanted to do my show there. And I emailed the guy who's in charge of it. I won't say his name. And I was like, hi, I'm London Hughes. Um, I've got a show. I'd love to do it there. Um, I think you guys are amazing. I think I could really add to your show this year in 2017. Told him about my show, invited him to watch the show. He didn't reply. He didn't reply. He didn't even say a thing. No reply. That was 2017. In 2019, two years later, I did the show to catch a D and I got to catch a D in at the Pleasance, but not through emailing him through another team coordinating with him. The show was there. The show, my show at the Pleasant sold out from, it was a month long run. It sold out in its first week. Lupita Nyong'o came to watch. Lenny Henry came to watch. Richard Blackwood came to watch. So the it legends. was a creme de la creme of people that came to watch my show. It had five star, it had the most five star reviews of Edinburgh oh, in 2019. Everyone. everyone was talking about it. It and was a big hit. It was a big hit. And so the guy who owned the Pleasants, he came up to me in a bar and was like, hey, you're London. I'm the man who owns the Pleasance. Thank you so much for everything you've done for the venue. Your show's amazing. Can I buy you a drink? And I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, in 2017, I emailed you and asked you to, if I could perform in your venue. And you didn't even reply. And that was only two years ago. And I just think it's funny that when I was a no one, you didn't even feel to reply. But as a someone, you want to buy me a drink. Yes, I'll have a vodka soda. And then the next day after he bought me this drink and apologized, he replied to my email from 2017. He found it. He searched for my email. He replied to it and said, sorry, and said, I'd made him see that you shouldn't overlook talent in the early stages. Oh, London, that's so a lovely now, story. Yeah. So now whenever a new talent, you know, emails him, he'll at least reply. Like, even that's... if he replied and said no, I'd be like, he just did not reply. So for me, it was like, yeah, don't. Don't wait till I'm awesome to, to ride this wave. Jump in the boat from early. So, well, yeah, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? I mean, to be fair, and we've seen it ourselves, and we've spoken about it a bit in the past, about, I think, you know, something you were saying about diversity in British TV and all that, and what we've seen in Edinburgh, it ain't necessarily the most diverse <laughs> place for talent, is it? I mean, every bleeding no. street corner, there's a some kind of a cappella group doing Rocket oh. Man or something. Oh, all, yeah. all white and middle class. Oh, yeah. All wearing Jack Wheels jumpers. And you're thinking, how have you got the money to be mm. up here? But of course, we know mm. where the money's from. And that's the worry, yes. isn't it, with, with that thing is that a lot of people can't afford to go to Edinburgh, but that's where all the people go and see the talent, isn't it? Exactly. Mate, I spent 10 grand on my show that no one saw that got three stars at best. London Huge Superstar, it's just nobody's realised it cost me 10 grand. And 
I was in a hundred seater venue performing to on average twenty people a day. And oh my god! But we've all we've all yeah, been there. Yeah, but that's there. what I'm saying. I mean, but that cost me ten grand. It was ten grand. Oh, don't you don't even want to know how much I've spent? I, I could have bought. No, your production value is very high. Do you know what you I'm re- saying? Like every time I've been to a show of yours, the production. Listen, there's no exp- no expense spared. No. You literally do everything. Like when was when was that the flick? The flick last year. Woo! How many boys did I kiss? How many boys did I kiss in your club? Tell me. About five. I feel like I slept oh. with one guy from there. Who was he? I think I tried to kiss Milky a couple times, but he was not having it. Not trying to pay his child support. <laughs> I'm just a baby mother to him. Uh, no payment in kind, Milky. No payment yeah. in kind. You've got to pay the dollars. I'll pay you for the shows. you could just got to hand it over. No luncheon belt. you got to hand it over. Like. Should have seen the place that we played down in Edinburgh the first time. It was like, I kept, it was like, a mechanics hall or something. I don't know. There was oil everywhere. Oh, I kept expecting bleeding Phil Mitchell to walk out with, I don't know, Sharon in a headlock or something. It was oh, bleeding stop. evil in there. I licked the walls. <laughs> all water. Stalactites and water coming down the wall. I oh, licked it God. once. Did I could taste Robert sta- the Bruce. Stop talking. Are they stalactites? What? <laughs> Did you just That's say stalactites? I am it. dead. I haven't heard that word since. <laughs> Blue Peter. Year nine science. Are you crazy? <laughs> Are you bringing back stalactites? Into I'm like bringing it back. Oh that's my, my God! No, London, that's the name in my autobiography. Stalactite. Oh my <laughs> The original stalactite, Diane Chorley. <laughs> what does stalactite go up or down? Down, and stalagmites go up. Oh, I might have right? to call it stalagmites, I'm rising. Hey. Do you know what I mean? I ain't, I ain't oh going God, down, I'm, I'm going up. I'm taking a little. Oh my God, I'm, I'm taking dead. a little leaf out of the London book. I'm picking myself up from now on. You need to. You're a queen, you know I'm this, a, you always do. I'm a bleeding queen. And now I do want to talk to you about, you know, it's been a difficult time and I know that it's it's a tricky time for everyone in the pandemic and a lot of that. But it's actually been a lot harder, you know, for well, for people of colour and particularly the black community. And I wanted to talk to you a bit about that because we've already touched on it a bit. And I I don't want to feel like we we can't talk about it because it's something. We, yeah, because we're classy. We could talk about yeah, everything. And, we could talk about and it, black struggle, politics and yeah. it. Of yes, course, and it's it's scary for people, and it was scary for me, and I had to do a lot of reading, I had to do a lot of learning, and it made me realise a lot you of things. You did not read. I read. You read. It was an audio book. <laughs> but I listened, and I wanted to, and I don't want you to feel, talk about anything you don't want to talk about or feel uncomfortable talking oh, about. My but, my but, you know, you're someone I really respect, and you've had to move to America to to make your fortune. I feel like there's a deficit or there must be a deficit here that needs to be oh, yeah. looked at and engaged. And I wanted to hear your opinion about that. If, if you know, if that's all right. Look at you being all, what's his name? What's his name? Kilroy. Kilroy. Don't get all I'm Kilroy Robert on Kilroy. me. Don't be all Robert Kilroy. He's the, he's the wrong person to refer to though, because he was yeah, Independence he... Party or something. He got a bit dark, didn't he? He got a bit rough and, t- he got a bit rough and tumble, Kilroy. No, the, what's happening right now yeah. is what, the biggest civil rights movement in history. Yeah. Um, and it's great that it's happening. Obviously, it's also sad that it's happening. I am feeling all juxtaposed because, first of all, I am very much British. I'm a black British chick, and I think Britain's very racist. But then Americans also very racist, and Americans have guns, and American police can legally kill you as a black person. It's too. terrifying. And I've had to, and I've had to take my career just because I just just to be successful. I've had to move to a country where the police can legally kill me with guns. And this is how 
I'm like, I better, it better be worth it. I better end up being comedy Beyonce because- Oh, you will, I'm sure. Look what I'm sacrificing. Like, it must show you how bad it is in the UK if I've left and come here. Regardless, like, you should think about what I've put on the line. Like, I probably won't have kids because I would hate for my kids to be killed by a police officer and I just wouldn't want to put a kid in the world, in that world. I wouldn't have a kid in America. Mm -mm. But like the fact well, that- Well, you I've will, because we're going to make change. And we're the start of it here and the okay. change is coming and it's we gotta be positive and say change is coming. And it's our job, it's all our job to do it. Well, to be honest, I genuinely didn't think that this would be this big. So I'm surprised at how many people care. And white people. It's mainly in America, it's been white people. When I go to rallies and whatever, like protests, it's majority white people. When I went to the first ever protest I went to, there were so many white people there, all our allies. And they were giving out free food to black people. It felt like carnival, but in reverse. It was so weird. I was like, I'm just dancing in the streets with all these amazing white people and they're handing me free jerk chicken. And I'm just like, this is crazy. But it's a protest. And like, it was just the most unifying thing I've ever seen. And apparently in America, none of the 50 states, 51, 50, 50 states have agreed on anything apart from this. Every single state protested for George Floyd so that if, if it's one thing that's good that's happened, it's brought the world together. Yeah. And when I saw the protests in France, in, U in the UK, and like everything that's been going on, I feel good. So you're right, I should be positive. But it's very scary. I'm not saying you should be positive. I think you've got every right to be whatever you are. I'm not saying anyone should feel anything. But we're hopeful of change. We're hopeful but for like, change. Well, to be honest, let me not even try it out like I'm in the ghetto or in the trenches. because I'm, I'm fine. Like, to be, where I live is fine. And... No, like I've never personally, you know, experienced any of this, but just knowing that it's out there is very much like, you know, it's quite scary. And, um, you know, in Britain, I've, I've genuinely like had a go at a police officer who was annoying me because I was like, oh, basically when I was in, at university, I went to Kingston University and Kingston's quite a nice, some of it is quite a nice area. And um, I'd be driving, well, I didn't drive my, guy that I'm sleeping with is driving and we're on the way to the club and it's three before 11 and then the police guy, guy pulls us over because he thinks that it's a, the, the car looks like a car that was you know involved in a crime it doesn't you're just racially profiling because you see a black couple in a nice mm. car and so they pull us over they're like have you got weed in the car and we're like no we don't and like it's just annoying so I remember going to a police officer like why can't you just arrest some serious bad guys? Because I'm trying to get to the club before 11. It's 10.45. You've got your priorities. Like, Fair I'm game. Go at him. Yeah, like it's free before 11. What are you doing? And he actually apologised. And he said he was having a bad day. And he apologised. I didn't get arrested. It was fine. And I told this story to my black friends in America. And they were like, girl, you did what? They were like, you'd have been shot. You'd have been arrested. You'd have been, you said what? You spoke to who like that? No, 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 honey. Mm -mm. That's terrifying. Mm -mm. And for me, I'm like, it's crazy that they've grown up in fear of the police or having to treat the police a certain way. Do you feel it there? Do you feel like in danger? I don't. I feel fine. But my friends do. Like, because I, I wasn't, I haven't been brought up in that culture. So when I see police, I don't feel scared. Like, I don't look at, if a police car passes me, I don't, it doesn't bother me. But that's because it's never bothered me. But for them, like, you know, they've been, they've been in, I've had a friend who the police has pulled a gun out on him twice and he's a doctor. Like, oh my God. you know, and it's just like, that's their reality. It's not my reality. 
And I don't want to be like obtuse, like, oh, I'm fine, because I know I'm not. But also they tell me like, I'm British. So like, regardless of what happens, say if a police officer pulls me over and whatever, once I start speaking, there's a British privilege. There's something about Brits in America that there's, a, there's some form of privilege. And I've noticed it. I get good, like, if I book and make a reservation, if my friend books and makes a reservation, they'll say, we don't have any. But if I call up again and say, can we have a reservation? Uh, all of a sudden, a table's free. That's so like, weird, isn't it? stupid stuff like but that. that must be, yeah. But that must be a lot to do with, I guess, representation in the, in the way people are perceived because of the way they're seen on the media and the press and all that malarkey. Yeah. So if we haven't got enough representation of you know, different communities and different classes and, and, and different genders and sexualities and all of those things, then the mind becomes narrower, doesn't it? And, and therefore, if they're... Yeah, 100%. And it's simple as that, isn't it? It's like we need the, the representation on the TV so that people can see people who aren't yeah. just, you know, a black youth in a gang crime drama. Oh, God, yeah. Or like, I know you've spoken oh. about that before and all those things. We need better representation. Yeah. If you've got a move to bleed in America to make a bleeding TV show <gasps> that ain't based on negative things about representation that's positive and exciting. That's where the yeah. change needs to come, London. Do you know what I mean? Because it is about representation because they treat you different because they've probably seen believe Mary Poppins. Exactly. They've seen Mary Poppins. They think British people sound smart. Like I did a gig in Atlanta and I swear to God, I stepped on the stage and it was predominantly black, Southern. It was in a church. It was barbecue in the back, that kind of energy. And I got on stage Delicious. and they were just like staring at me, so confused. And then this black woman was like, what part of black you from? And I was like, what? And they were like, you sound white. What part of black you from? And I couldn't even answer the question. And I was like, what do you mean? What part of black am I from? Oh my God, it was blowing my brain. And then like, after a while, I realized that they would just have never met a black British person before. That is funny. So to see one on stage telling jokes, they weren't even listening to my jokes. They were just laughing at the fact that this girl looks like Keisha, but sounds like Penelope. So for them, <laughs> but were they, they were just like so confused. That's amazing though. But they loved it, I'm sure, didn't they? They must have loved it. They loved it. it. And afterwards I had a line of women trying to meet with me to give me their son's phone number. They're like, you sound smart. I would let my son date you. And I'm like, oh, great. And it's because I'm British. Everyone thinks the British accent, especially over here, means smart or being from Britain means I'm more educated. Um, and yeah, I get treated differently um, just by my voice. And I've never had privilege before. So I'm happy. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't have this privilege in the UK. And like, I've got a little bit of voice privilege. Woohoo! Sad that it's just got yeah, a bigger voice. But... I know. I mean, I mean, I wish racism would end, but well, still. do you know what? It will. It will end. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna make it happen. It's our, it's our job. We're to do, gonna, we're do, gonna it. do it. We are gonna. Me do. and you are gonna just, just, just us. We don't need anybody we'll start. else. We'll just do right. It. Pass me the taser, Milky. I'm right. going. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm getting on You're the plane. Going. We're gonna take yeah. on America. Let's go. We'll get a TV show on Channel Five. <laughs> but I'll tell you something. I have had the most. This is by far the best fun I think I've ever had in an hour. Woo. Do you know I'm what so I mean? And this is gorgeous stuff. I'm so, I can't wait for people to hear it. And the song coming out, Rhythm Alive. Oh, it's got your name on it. Honestly, it really has. It's, I love that You song. like it? I oh, love good. It. Well, it's, it's yeah. got you on. It's, it's, you, it's a song about you, basically. It's dedicated to you. I'm going to oh, dedicate you in the album notes. This song, dedicated to London Hughes, the life of the party. She's got the rhythm of life. And do you know what? I can't, I can't wait to see you absolutely go. 
you're going higher than Goldberg. Oh, you mate. Are. Oh, don't I say can't. that because I'll No, cry. I can't wait to see. Oh. I can't wait to see the, the places you're going. It's bleeding gorgeous. I'm going to buy my ticket on the space shuttle so I can look at it from Earth and see how fantastic oh, and intergalactic do. it will be. <laughs> Thank you, Miss I adore you. Say goodbye, Milky. <gasps> be polite. Bye, Milky. Call me. Oh, my God. Goodbye, go. my beautiful babe. <laughs> You've been gorgeous. I adore Bye. you. When I was at the top of my game, my face was everywhere. You'd have thought I was a communist dictator or something. I was the face of bird's eye custard, HP sauce, spam. You name it, I was on the front of it. My club was packed to the rafters. You couldn't throw a volavon without hitting a celebrity in the face. Me and me band, the buffet, who'd I'd known growing up in Canvey since we was kids, we was number one in the charts and it felt ever so good. Working class people making music for the people. One day I get a phone call and it's Michael Jackson. He wants to come to the flick that weekend for the launch of Spandau Ballet's Gold. He wants to arrive in a giant kinder egg. It was a nightmare. We had to hire an Eddie Stobart lorry and close the M25. Canvey Council was furious. They would never bleed and forgive me. Oh my God, though. What a night. When MJ arrived, I walked him up to the roof terrace and we sat there on the swing chair, overlooking the Thames estuary, swinging back and forth. He was sucking on a rusk and sipping a can of Tizer, like he did. And he said to me, Diane, well, I ain't going to do the accent, but he said, look, look, Diane, if I'm honest, I've come here for a reason. My record company, they're ever so impressed with you. And they want you to come and cut a solo record in the USA. My initial thought was, no, I can't do that to me buffet. That's cruel. And then I looked over and saw the bass player, Gary, trying to make boy George sniff his finger. And I thought, do you know what, Diane? You deserve better than that. Next morning, I'm in the office and I hear a little rustling behind my drinks globe. Out pops Mystic Meg. I don't know if you know Mystic Meg. She looks a bit like Jessie J, but what's been left behind a radiator for about six years. She looks at me and she goes all spooky. She says, Diane, tread careful on your golden path. I pretend I didn't hear her. Next minute, I'm on MJ's private jet with Yuri Geller trying to bend a spoon. I was working with a very famous producer at the time. He's called Herbert de Berg. That's right, Milky's dad. He was famous, ever so famous at the time, but he was renowned for being a taskmaster. He was mean. No wonder Milky ended up a mute. At first, it was fine. We was making hits. But then I found out the buffet had released an album without me called All You Can Eat. Turns out it had gone to number one and they was on the cover of every magazine all over the shop bad-mouthing me in the UK and to be honest it broke me heart. I couldn't handle it. How could they do it to me? I missed home. I missed the flick. I missed my friends. In the end I, I turned to cowpole. I was on about two or three bottles a day. My teeth looked like cola cubes. I had to move back to Canvey, my tail between my legs. And you know what? The buffet. 
they took me back in a heartbeat. That, my gorgeous babes, that's friendship. The American label released the album anyway and it disappeared without a trace. And to be honest, I can't bear to listen to it. Except for this song. Which is a song I wrote about my beautiful band, The Buffet. When we were young, we didn't have nothing, but we was living in the rhythm of life. And you know what? That's all we needed. Because we had each other. Thanks to my guest London Hughes today. This has been Chatting with Chorley, the podcast written by me, Diane Chorley. The music written by my beautiful self and my beautiful, gorgeous Milky. The show is produced by my absolute guardian angel, Chris Jones. I adore you. This is a hat trick podcast.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.